Hey everybody, welcome to Scandalous Grace, where we leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. I am your host, Carla Swanigan. I'm so glad you're hanging out and tuning in. Today on the show, I am going to be talking about really like part two of what we brought up on last week's show. So if you missed that, go back (laughs) one week and catch up before um, so you don't feel like you're lost in this week's show, but really just to recap for everybody, last week I let you guys know that I'm in the middle of this huge, gigantic transition in my ministry where God has called me to lay all the things down I was doing with my ministry, like jail ministry and the radio show that I was doing every week on um, 94.7 KRKS, and He's really asked me to kind of like focus on him and he's calling me to go back to school. I'm going to ministry school out in Northern California. And I, like I told you last show, I'm super excited about it, but also slightly terrified. (laughs) As you can imagine, like, I don't know, gosh, what kind of transition you might be going through, but maybe you can relate whether it's a job change or um, a relationship change even sometimes it's a health or a physical, you know, transition that you're going through. Maybe you're struggling with an illness right now, or maybe you're on the other side of a health journey where you've been, you know, really pushing to get healthy and get in shape and stuff like that. Like all of those transitions I know can be a really big deal. So I hope that you can relate to this, but we talked last week about, um, transitions and, you know, kind of some, good things to keep in mind, like praying and, you know, just taking one step at a time and trying to keep our peace and, you know, waiting for God's plan instead of jumping out and doing what we think is right. Like, I don't know how much I talked about that, but it feels like not enough last week. But one thing that I'm noticing in the middle of this transition that I'm in is while I'm waiting, I'm getting, you know, like super crazy, like freaked out trying to see how everything's going to go and how everything's going to work out. One of the things is I need to find a place to live in a town that, you know, I don't know anybody. (laughs) So, I mean, I know a couple of people now, um, that have kind of done the same thing I'm doing and they've moved there and they've been there for a year or so. And that's awesome. But I don't know the town super well. And I've gone out there looking for a place and, and didn't find anything. And God just kept telling me that I can trust him and he's going to help me. But now that I'm back at home and I'm trying to do it long distance and online, it's just not the same, you guys, as being there driving around, right? Looking at apartments or houses or whatever. So I sit here in my sunroom every day and I think I like overthink it and overanalyze it and try to figure out what's the best plan. And I keep making all these attempts at Um, well, for instance, I keep trying to find, there's lots of houses where you can like live with a bunch of strangers and, and, um, like live in community for people that are going to the same school. And that is awesome. But, um, I am such a extroverted introvert, you guys, and I'm going to be in class and at school with like, I don't know, I think they said like 1400 first year students this year. And I know I'm going to need my alone time. At night, after being that extroverted all day, some of you 
totally get what I mean. You like come home from work and you're like, okay, I just, I need my phone not to ring. I don't need the TV on. I don't need to talk to anybody. I just need to be quiet for a minute. That's how I recharge is I love being around people, but I get recharged when I'm alone for a little while. So I know I'm going to need, you know, my space and I'm going to need a peaceful place to kind of like regroup and reset for the next day. But I, in order to like save money and be wise with my finances and stuff, I've tried to get into some of these houses that, you know, you share, I'd have my own room, but I would share a bathroom with like three other people or like one house we looked at. My husband, John and I were out there with my friend Lee and we looked at a house and I thought I was just going to be sharing the bathroom with like two or three other people. And it turns out it was going to be five people in one little bathroom. And my husband, John's like, nope, nope, nope. That's going to be too crazy for you. You're going to end up like being totally stressed out waiting, you know, for all that to work out. So he's right. But I have tried like, you know, four or five different times easily in the last two weeks to try and make something like that work. And every single time the Lord just keeps shutting the door to that. Um, either the people get the room booked before I can make a decision or before I even email them or we go look at it and it's not a fit. Like, you know, the house with seven people, five people in one bathroom or whatever. So, um, I feel like what God's really showing me in that is don't settle, but also don't freak out in the waiting during the transition. There's tons of unknowns and I totally get that, you know, I'm walking through that myself, but I encourage you save yourself some stress and some anxiety And like we talked about before, keep your peace because God's working it all out and he's going to make it obvious and he's going to make it clear and he's doing it with you. And when he calls us into those big transitions, we don't have to strive to make it fit. And listen, I'm preaching to the choir, totally preaching into the choir, you guys, because I've been struggling with that for the past couple of weeks. So that's one thing that I don't think I touched on very much last week when we talked about transition. And that's, you know, a reason I wanted to have a part two, a continuing you know, of this conversation and podcast this week about these big transitions, because that's an important part of it. That's an important part of keeping your peace. But, but what I'm trying to say is don't settle. Don't try to work it all out. Don't try to get ahead of the Lord. Just let him do it. So I sit before you here in my sunroom in beautiful Colorado with no place to live in California yet. And I have plenty of time. I still have like a month and a half before I have to have all my ducks in a row and move, but it just feels like pressure to me. And I know that that pressure is not from God because he told me from the beginning that he was going to help me and I'm choosing to believe him. Right. And that's what we all choose to do. So another thing I wanted to talk to you about was this really cool thing, Bob Hazlett. I don't know if you know him. I follow him on Instagram. He's a, um, pastor and it's just awesome guy, prophetic guy. And he posted, it came up on my time hop. I don't know if you have that app, but it like shows you what was on your social media feed or what you posted or whatever. Um, a year ago or two years ago or five years ago, some of my stuff was really old that it pulls up. But a year ago today, what popped up this morning on my timeline was this quote that I had posted from Bob Hazlett or reposted from Bob Hazlett. And it says this, seasons of change create moments of mystery, which produce the seed of expectation. Seeds of hope are always planted in the soil of uncertainty. And I'm like, oh my gosh, that is so for me right now. And 
it's funny to me how, you know, I'm scrolling through my time hop and the very next post was me being excited because this time a year ago, my first radio show aired, you know, and that was a huge time of uncertainty for me. And then the next picture on my time hop is from two years ago. And it's from Paul in the book of Acts chapter 27, telling the guys that we're going through this crazy storm on this boat. He was trying to encourage them because they were afraid and they didn't know if they were going to live or die. And I know some of us in our transition times, like we, we don't actually fear for our life, but like it feels like parts of us are dying. We're so afraid. We're laying so much down or we're leaving friends. Like for me, I'm leaving my family while I go do this for nine months, you know, but Paul says in Acts chapter 27, verse 25, so keep up your courage, men, for I have faith in God that it will happen just as he told me. And that's what we have to do. We just have to believe that he is a good father and it's going to go the way that he told us. And I love that all these things were popping up on my timeline today. And that's another reason that I wanted to jump on here and do this podcast today for sure, because I just felt like it was the Holy Spirit just reminding me that he's in this and he's got me and God's helping me. And so that's for you too, guys. He is in it with you. He's helping you. He's going to bring you through. So the Bob Hazlett quote was the first thing that popped up on my timeline from this time last year. And then the second thing was from two years ago from Paul in the book of Acts, be courageous, don't be afraid. And then right after that is from three years ago. And I posted from second Corinthians chapter five, verse seven, I am going to believe you, God. I'm going to believe what you have promised me because you are faithful. You are who you say you are and you will do what you say you will do. And I'm just like, okay, I I hear you loud and clear, Lord. You're making it super obvious to me that you want to encourage me and remind me that you're in this and that you've got me and I can trust you. And you brought me through all those other seasons of transition. I mean, I remember when I started that radio show, you guys, I'd never been on the radio like weekly. I didn't know if God was going to show up every week with a fresh word and a fresh, fresh message for people. That's, you know, 52 weeks of messages fresh, you know, every week. And he totally did, but I did not know that going in, but I can look back at that picture of me, um, on my very first day of my show airing. And I can remember how scared I was and how uncertain I was and how God showed up. I can look back now and be like, okay, yep. You were there every week. You anointed that show every week. You gave me a fresh word every week, God, without fail. You never let me down. So you're not going to start now, you know, and we got to keep those, like Bob Hazlett said, those seeds of expectation and seeds of hope. You know, we are planting those in soil of uncertainty, but it's okay because we're believing in a certain God. There's nothing uncertain about our God and you can trust him. Even if we can't see, you know, five miles, 10 miles, even half a mile down the road of what he's calling us to. He doesn't reveal the whole path, but we have our faith in him and our trust in him. And we trust that he's going to bring us through. You know, and one thing that I wanted to talk about today too, is, you know, be careful at first who you share this new dream that God's put in your heart. Like if this transition is pretty fresh for you and you know, it's God and you've decided to step out and and do what he's calling you to do, make sure that you're sharing that with people who believe in you and, um, 
who support you and who want what's best for you. Sometimes, um, you know, we get so excited. We share it with people that aren't really in our, you know, closest circle perhaps, or that we don't know super well. And they can speak some things to us that are discouraging or disheartening, you know, just keeping it real. They can be super negative and say things like, well, why would you want to move all the way to California? I mean, why would you want to leave your family? What kind of, what kind of mother are you? What kind of wife are you? What about your husband? Just things that do not speak life to you or, you know, just things like, are you sure this is God? Like, what are you thinking? Why would you do that? You know, they just say things before they even pray about it or ask the Lord or anything like that. So just be careful who you share your stuff with um, that's dear to your heart. And that's true in all your relationships. And I just want to encourage you to, you know, shake that stuff off. Like just shake it off. If people say stuff to you that doesn't resonate with you and makes you feel, I don't know, like full of doubt or fear or feel guilt about what God's called you to do. Cause by now, if you're in the middle of this transition, you know, it's God, you know, he's called you to it. He's confirmed it. So don't listen to anything right now, especially when it's so new And you're in that season of transition where it can be uncertain and scary. You don't need that negative vibe and that negative energy around you. You know what I'm saying? Does that make sense? Um, Just be careful who you share your dreams with that God's put on your heart in the season of transition. You know, you want to be sharing it with people who are going to throw gasoline on your fire, right? And not water. You want people that are going to fuel your fire and your passion that aren't going to be trying to put it out. So... Really pray about that and use discernment and wisdom on who you share your stuff with. And you know, ultimately though, even your closest friends, your family, who knows, some people may not understand and that's okay. It's your journey, not theirs. God hasn't called them to it. He's called you to it. And you know, for my friends and family with me leaving and going to school and as crazy as it is in my age, at my age and you know, with my family here and everything that I'm leaving for nine months, I have had so many friends and family be nothing but supportive to me, super encouraging, telling me that they think it's awesome. And I know that that's the Lord too, being really sweet to me because he knows this is super scary. But you guys, my, my friends and family have been so kind and encouraging. They're praying for me and they're telling me I can do it. And they're telling me, you know, um, to be brave and just stuff like that. And those are the kind of people that you want around you and that you want to share your dreams with and, and your passions and your callings that God's put on your heart. But there will be those people that just don't get it. They're just not going to get it, you guys. And like I said, it's okay. It's not for them. It's for you. It's not about their journey with the Lord. It's about yours. So just bless them. Keep on going. That's what I say. You know, I don't get into it with them. I don't defend myself. Um, I used to do that when I was a lot younger, and it's a total waste of time. Um, Either they get it or they don't. I'm just nice to them about it. I try not to let it bother me, and I just move on. I remember that we're all created different. We're all put on this planet to do different things. We have different destinies and different callings, and I may not understand some of the stuff they're doing, so I need to give them the same grace that they've given me in the past when I didn't understand what was going on with them. So... Don't worry about that. If you have some people that just don't get it, um, just trust that 
that you've got enough people that are standing around you that are going to support you in it and that God's got you. And it's okay if not everybody understands. You know, when I, gosh, when God called me to leave my job, I was in full-time sales and gosh, 15 years, I think I'd been at that company. And when God called me to, to step out of that and come home and just be a wife and mom and also to, to study, I was doing a lot of God stuff here at home and, and just really reading my Bible and doing a bunch of Bible study at the time. And God called me to lay my paying job down. A lot of people thought I was crazy. I mean, heck, my pastor at the time, the pastor at the church I was going to thought I was crazy. Um, We were in the middle of a downturn economy. It was like 2008, 2009, and people were looking for work like crazy. And here I was giving up my six-figure job, you know, that I had complete stability in. I'd been there, like I said, forever. And people thought I was crazy. And I get it. I know how crazy it looked, but sometimes the stuff God's calling us to does look crazy to other people. They don't get it. And that's okay. You know, God brought me through that and, and through all kinds of other stuff. And even when years later I was a women's pastor and, and ministering at my church where I felt safe and comfortable and empowered to do all the things that God had called me to do. And, and he had me start um, shine women's ministry there. And just like this whole blueprint and plan of what he wanted the women's ministry to be at that time. And I did all that and carried out all of his plan. And then when that season was over, he's just like, okay, now it's time to move on. And you guys, I wasn't necessarily ready to move on. It took me, gosh, probably six months to a year before I finally admitted that like my season there was over. God was calling me to lay that down. And that was super tough because it was my comfort zone. It was something that I enjoyed doing. You know, um, people, people were happy with me doing it. I was loved and accepted there and valued, um, by all the women that I was serving. And so that was super hard to just lay that down and step into another unknown season. But that's when he called me to start my ministry. That's when he called me to start KSM and, and focus on all that he's had me doing for the last three and a half years. So I don't know what he's asking you to lay down today. I don't know what transition you're in, but just be courageous. You guys trust him. Keep believing that it will happen just as he has told you it will happen. He's right there with you. He's helping you. You can trust him. Look back like I just did and and just think back to all the times that he's asked you to do something hard or he's asked you to do something scary or, or even something new, you know, any kind of transition. Trust him in it because he has brought you through so many times before, right? He's brought you through so many times before. And you can keep trusting him. And like I said, just think back on all the times that he's been faithful to you. All the times that you kind of felt a little crazy, but you felt like God was tugging at you to do something. And when you look back now, you're like, oh yeah, that was totally God. Right? And here's the thing. If it's not God, you'll find that out. And that's okay too. He's not going to let you wander off the path completely far, you know, he's going to help guide you. You pray for his will in your life. You pray for his help and he's going to give it every single time, right? You can trust him. Well, I love you guys so much and 
I'm so excited for everything that's happening, not just in my life, but the stuff that I know is happening in your life. I'd love to hear from you. Um, you can email me at scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com, and that's Carla with a K. And please subscribe to us here on iTunes or however you're listening to this podcast. Maybe it's um, Google Play or SoundCloud or whatever. Please subscribe and please rate it and share it with your friends if it's helping you and blessing you. And like I said, I would love to hear from you at scandalousgrace at carlaswanigan.com. And remember, you guys, leave religion out of it and just bring Jesus. Jesus.